All right. How's it going? Welcome to this week's roundtable where Jeff and I start talking until we figure out what we're going to say. <laughs> Each week we get a new And then just line. stop at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just, ah, we're done talking. All right. So anyway, it's been a couple of weeks. I want to catch up and just hear, hear what you've been up to. What have you been processing? What have you been mm-hmm. thinking about the last couple of weeks yeah. um, since we had, since we checked in last time? Yeah. Well, one thing that I did was uh, on Memorial Day weekend, uh, just decided to listen to a few presidential addresses because it's just one of those Mm -hmm. moments. My my dad was a veteran of World War II, was a paratrooper. Um, If there's any day to stir those, you know, feelings of gratitude for those who, especially those that paid the ultimate price. My dad Mm -hmm. uh, did not die in war. He came back, but I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to rightly reflect and remember, uh, you know, Memorial Day. <laughs> so listen to President Biden's uh, Memorial Day speech somewhere from Friday, actually. And then you, you sent me that mm-hmm. I watched it. I had my kids watch part of it. Yeah. There's something about Memorial Day that is unifying that totally. you just the speech. I don't nothing partisan in there. It was no. just about. Yeah. About his his own son, you know, yeah. and all the uniformed uh, men and women in front of him to thank them. And that's where, if there's ever a day to lay down all the partisanship and just say, thank you to our military and those who are serving. Yeah, definitely. But then I got on a roll and listened to Abraham Lincoln's uh, Gettysburg address, you know, that didn't take long. And then um, a Ronald Reagan speech. Anyway, just some different things Mm -hmm. to just stir my gratitude. And I, and I am, I'm grateful for the, freedoms that we have. I'm grateful for the men and women who have um, continued to serve and especially those that paid the ultimate price. And um, Mm -hmm. even a shout out to the guys like Jimmy Funk out there, you know, that Mm -hmm. um, we're grateful for their heroic efforts to keep us in a place where we can throw out a podcast like this in total freedom, Mm -hmm. never worried that we're going to get found out. Mm -hmm. We're putting it out there to say, we're talking about Jesus today. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Come world, Um, hear us out. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people, paid a high price for us to be able to do this. So wow. anyway, That's that cool. was one of the things that yeah. was fun for me to do, I think. Yeah. We've stumbled on uh, some of the same things. It was funny when we were catching up this morning, just yeah. uh, you're like, yeah, I started listening to a revelation preaching sermon series, series and a sermon series. And I'm like, man, I started listening to a revelation lecture uh, series mind. from DA Carson. And what, what I, you what guys, you, you would think that we plan that stuff. You would think yeah. that we're brilliant enough or whatever. We actually stumble on that stuff so often it blows my mind. But yeah, because I just decided this yeah. morning on my own to do that. I didn't have that premeditated and uh, yeah, found well, it to be really rich. And me as well. Mm-hmm. What? But what? What was it that sparked that for you? Why? Why did you? Want yeah, to- it was actually. Um, I wish I could remember who told me that uh, Matt Chandler had started this series through the Book of Revelation. It's just like a twelve-part uh, series. Was it Joel um, Ryder? Joel. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah. Cause he was, it totally was. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I just decided to start listening to it. And, uh, I guess I I was at a point where I, I just feel the need to be taught right now. Um, you know, you go through different episodes of, of life. And so was feeling honestly, a little bit of a dry spell as I would open the word for weeks and weeks, I was feeling like a brand new Christian all over again, my time in the word every day. I like, I was couldn't wait to get there and was never disappointed in my time in the word. 
And then I just hit kind of a, a slump, like a dry spell where I just felt like I was pushing my way through. And uh, so I thought, I just need somebody to feed me, teach mm-hmm. me. And so I had leaned into uh, a devotional by R.C. Sproul, one of my, you know, kind of fathers in the faith that I stumbled on when I was a brand new believer. So I've been doing a, a read through the Bible devotional letting R.C. Sproul lead me and guide me and mm-hmm. speak devotionally into me. And then this Matt Chandler series, just because I, yeah, I found I'm in need of being taught mm-hmm. and I'm not disappointed in either one. I feel mm-hmm. like already by this morning, I, I, I feel revitalized, mm-hmm. you know, spiritually yeah. and somebody else kind of spoon feeding me a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. we all need yeah. that from yeah. time to time. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, there's a, just wanting to get away from the events of the day mm-hmm. and just, get my mind onto uh, revelation. How does this thing, I mean, when you need hope, when you need oh, man. Uh, to zoom out and see where the story's going, yeah. what, what God's up to in the world and, and how yeah. it ends, I think is encouraging. One, one thing I've been listening to is uh, the Elizabeth Elliott podcast, man, this, I mean, she's amazing. I'm just going to, well, let's see if I can, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you guys, uh, um, you know, a picture of this so you can get it here. This is on, uh, here it is. This is the Elizabeth Elliot podcast. Um, I think her granddaughter just put a lot of her mm. uh, teachings into a, into a podcast. I think you can get on Spotify um, or Apple podcast app or um, wherever you get, wherever else you get podcasts. What uh, just blows my mind is I very likely met that granddaughter at one point, right? When I went down to Orange County to pick Elizabeth Elliot up at Valerie's house, which the whole scene, even now, I remember, am I really doing this? Am I pulling up into Valerie's house? This almost, you know, mythological <laughs> family, you know, because of yeah. everything I'd read about them. Anyway, and all the kids came out of the house yeah. or run around the yard as I'm talking to the, so, the two of them and stuff. So anyway, it's wow. funny. So for people who don't know who Elizabeth Elliot is, oh, yeah, because yeah. I would say, Get your hands on any book she has written on oh, this podcast. Man. Just listen and be discipled by this older woman. Oh, she man. she has this way of teaching that's so practical. Yeah, it's so Christ centered, God centered. I mean, the God that she serves. Um, and is- I don't even want to use the word maternal. There is a maternal side to her, but she's gonna kick your butt. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, so don't expect, oh, this kind, gentle old woman just kind of yeah. <laughs> giving you a nudge. Of oh, <laughs> just telling it like it is. Oh, and it's like she's transported man. from a different age, yes. a different time where you're like, oh, one you, of her quotes. She doesn't care about offending anybody. Oh, one of her quotes. I still remember when she said, um, one of the students I was talking to said, Oh, those things you teach, they're so Victorian. And she goes, Oh no, they're way older than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She is hilarious. Way older than Victoria. Well, she's talking about, and, and maybe this is where for those that are listening that don't just know who Elizabeth Elliot is, um, maybe you can tell just a quick bio. Yeah, the quick bio is, is uh she and her husband had an incredible story of just their own engagement and they'd been settled into singleness. And anyway, uh, you can read books like 
pride and or pride and prejudice, uh, passion, passion and purity. Yep. <laughs> so scripted this uh, roundtable, um, or even through Gates of Splendor, mm-hmm. a lot of that that story is in there. Anyway, they finally came together. Beautiful story. But then, uh, not long after being deployed into the mission field into Ecuador. Uh, and by then had their young girl, Valerie, the only child that they would have. He was killed by the very people that they went mm. to, to reach with the gospel. Having been martyred with his other uh, companions down there, uh, Elizabeth and her sister-in-law went back to that tribe, now as single women, and saw this huge breakout of revival. And to this day, they are this incredibly grounded evangelistic people group down there in Central America. The so, Alka? The Alka Indians, Indians yeah. Wow. Ecuador. So she told that story yesterday in oh. the in the uh in her teaching on prayer. And mm. she and this was in 1955. She remembers her husband, you know, Nate Saint was a missionary pilot and was flying over this, this area of you the can read jungle. his story called jungle pilot. If you want his version of the same story, mm-hmm. like his vantage point from his son yep. anyway. And on. so, yeah, so he's flying over looking for, you know, uh, homes or, you know, signs of life in this, mm-hmm. in civilization, in this kind of jungle area. And he ends up, he ends up finding it and he tells them and he says, we're going to, we're going to go back in. And, and she talks about the, you know, the missionary wives, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're praying and their God give them Mm -hmm. safety. And they got a great report. Like they landed, they made contact. They had a great meeting with the, uh, these people, they spent some time with them. And then just a few days later, they were all speared Mm -hmm. to death. And, and she talks about how God, use that and Mm. and all their prayers what happened to all those prayers for safety and Mm. all their prayers and and she just goes through and talks about how god knew the whole time wow as they're praying he knows how the story ends but he sees the bigger picture and she talks about all of the impact she said had they not right been murdered nobody would know no we wouldn't be reading her likely Right. You know what I mean? Right. We wouldn't be reading her and being discipled by her. Yeah. She's like, nobody would later. have known, you know, and just how God used mm. has used it. Um, you know, seeing this, it's it's uh it's just like the psalm. Is it uh is it in Psalm 37 where it says, um, I once was young, now I'm old, mm. and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their mm. children begging for bread. Mm. You know, there's something about an old person saying that. Right. And, and so I find a, just a, a settledness and a peace yeah. when I hear someone like her teach. Well, so, and that it reminds us of just this foundational biblical truth that God does, does not promise us a, um, a peaceful mortal life. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we take it for granted, like in the U S where we are now, just talking about Memorial day, we are here in this land of plenty and peace, prosperity. Mm -hmm. And so we almost feel like that's kind of part of the package deal of being in a Christian country and being a Christian people. And Mm. no, actually the Bible story is quite the opposite, that from the very beginning, God is unafraid to use cataclysm, Mm. terrible, even ferocious moments to emerge a kingdom story through his people. And when we resist that, you know, or get embittered because, oh, that's got to be our story. Uh, we're the ones off the script, you know. Well, you you were talking about Matt Chandler. Mm. You, oh man, you use yeah. that little riff on 
uh, Americans, if you think this is all about you because you're yeah. of what's happening politically. I don't, yeah. I don't know what yeah like was, if you but... think I'm teaching through the book of Revelation because the end is coming, you know, the chicken right. little, oh, the apocalypse must be upon us right now in 2021. Right. It's a very recent, you know, sermon series he's doing. He's like, oh, would you want to go back and meet the people to whom this was originally written back in the first century? Right. <laughs> Swap notes with right. the apocalyptic. Right. Oh, Texas is going under because of whatever, you know, and he's mocking. Yeah his fellow Texans, you know, for thinking this is the worst cataclysmic moment on the planet, oh, you know, man. anyway, yeah, we, we take ourselves. We need to, we need to be anchored in, and that's why I think we long for just anchored in the word anchored in mm. the teachings. And you mentioned going back to RC Sproul and some mm-hmm. different people for me, Elizabeth Elliot, and, and some of these older mm. voices that are just uh, cheering us on sort of contemporary Hebrews 11 man. type people. And I, I'm excited. We're going to be getting into the book of second Timothy. And mm. I found myself even this morning as I was walking and meditating and even listening, thinking, Oh man, I'm excited to introduce that book to our people. You know, mm. it's like introducing yet yeah, again, an old friend to people, many of whom, because we've got so many brand new people into Veritas, how many people have never studied through the book of second mm. Timothy, you know, mm. right now, Rebecca is taking, I don't know how many women, hundred women more. I don't know how many bunch scores of women through the book of Joshua. You know, mm. Teresa is loving that yeah. and just learning yeah. so much. You had jumped oh, into Dermody's James study. Like how many of those this, guys in that room? Oh, right. Have never. It's amazing. I, I well, have never what? Have never studied the book of James. Oh yeah. yeah. Like brand new truths. In that well, book. it's so cool. You guys. I got to brag on Brian Dermody. He put together this amazing study of James. I mean, coach Dermody is in his natural habitat in that room (laughs) with like 80 guys and just like it's a weight room, but he's got them in the word and (laughs) just the spiritual training and his teaching style of being, um, you know, he's a great teacher, but very Socratic and Mm. calling on people, getting people at tables, talking in groups. And it's just such a cool, uh, uh, thing to experience. So but um, I was saying with that uh, at my table this morning, there were a couple of guys, older gentlemen, um, a couple of guys in their seventies, guy mm-hmm. who's probably mid, mid fifties, late fifties. Um, and a couple of younger guys in their twenties. And it was so cool. Cause as we we're talking at the table, a couple of the guys have just showed up through the last year of online church. Uh, they just like, Hey, so we just wild. clicked online and saw Veritas. And now we, so we've been attending all year online And now we're finally coming in person Mm. and, and just them getting connected, sharing what God's doing in their lives and older gentleman in his seventies that just recently gave his life to Jesus. That's cool. And these younger men, it was a, just such a cool thing, but being in uh, the book of James, just Mm. like in God's word with other men, it was was just a, a really shapes us. We need that. How it seems like we do. (laughs) It seems like (laughs) the church should be about hospitality, meeting new people, welcoming them into a family and teaching them the Bible. (laughs) Is it that simple? You're you're going to say it's that simple. (laughs) Crazier, uh, you know, crazier schemes have been (laughs) planned. I I don't know. It just, it feels like a little bit of a renaissance right now to just... Mm -hmm strip everything else away. Let's just welcome people into a loving relationship with Jesus 
into the family of God and teach them the Bible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's so it. many cool things happening right now. And just seeing uh, the new salt staff, you know, mm. yeah, people transitioning up, people transitioning on and just the, the, the newness of that um, totally. was, was pretty cool yesterday. New VST crowd, Veritas School of Theology. How's that going? All is so good. I mean, did Jake these teach? hungry disciples. Yeah. Yes. Jake each was up, up to bat this last week. Um, it, it's so good. You get this room full of just hungry, dedicated students that are just itching to talk about what they've been learning. And oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It, at every level. I mean, seeing, uh, seeing new Veritas youth staff coming on and, mm. and all that that's going on. A lot of, so, it's so many, so many fun things. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, this is our job. I know. How's that? How's that happen? (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, And I get to go back to Africa, by the way, real quick. Just Zambia, we were planning to go and encourage our steadfast brothers and sisters over there. Then Ethiopian Air canceled our tickets. We couldn't figure out why, but Olivia, the tenacious one, figured that all out for us after hours and hours, literally hours and hours and hours of trying to figure it out. Got us tickets again. So yeah, we're going to be heading back to Africa. I was pulling, looking at my phone. Um, I got a message from my friend, Sivan. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So that was fun. Just uh, this morning from Zambia. Uh, yesterday, this, I heard from Henry Kunda. So uh, that was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. These, uh, that's, I, I understand after going to Africa, why your soul is, mm. yeah. That's like your second home. Yeah. You love that place. There's some family. Yeah. That's great. Well, so many things to catch up on yeah. and uh, and talk about. Anything else that that's uh, been on your mind or um, no, man? I I'm just grateful, and and I guess I just want to give a, a word to anybody that is maybe in the same kind of slump that I just experienced. I mean, it's for me. I've been on the earth long enough, been following Jesus long enough to where I don't get too. Mm, you know, wigged out if, if all of a sudden I have a slump like that, but my encouragement is change it up, do some, seek out ways to spark that. Is it to get into a Bible study, like the James study? Is it to listen to somebody else? Like, don't just settle into complacency, right? Don't settle into the slump, wage war on it. Just decide, Mm -hmm. grab some new tools, whatever you have to do. Because even for me, I found a couple easy things like listening to R.C. Sproul, Matt Chandler, a different reading plan. All of a sudden I'm back in and I'm finding my soul reinvigorated. So A, don't get too upset. It doesn't mean you're the worst sinner on the planet. All of us who walk with Jesus have those Mm -hmm. moments, right? And kind of sometimes deeper into darkness than than I experienced there. But I just want to say there is life and hope abounding in Christ. Wow. Just figure out a way to tap into that and to talk, especially talk to somebody. I had a good talk talk with an old friend yesterday that I think was also part of restoring mm-hmm. my affections for Christ. So just don't don't settle for that slump. I love how you said it. Wage war on complacency. Yeah, maybe that's our big idea. There you go. Hey, maybe we did stumble onto something helpful. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> we started with presidential speeches and yeah. we ended with waging war and complacency. Yeah. Welcome to the round table. That's what happens. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you guys, it's, uh, it is fun to catch up. I, I, the thing that I, 
um, had been processing as I preached on Samson on Sorry. Sunday. And you guys should thing, listen to that. You, you guys well, should go on the Veritas podcast site, or however like, you get you access it. Yeah, go and listen. It was so so rich. It so good. felt a little half baked. Sometimes you pull the sermon out, not Man. all done. But here's the thing that I, as I, it's one of those sermons where you you um, you know that there's uh, you're just reflecting on it. it mm. The impact goes on beyond mm-hmm. uh, it. But the thing that I've been thinking about is is um, my love-hate relationship with Samson is that it's both super encouraging to me, the life Mm. of Samson, because if there's hope for him, there's hope for any one of us. Like his last prayer before he pushes the pillars over and and knocks his building down is remember me, Lord. And it's the, it's a thief on the cross prayer, which, which was so hopeful um, in that God's assessment of Samson uh, could be better than my assessment of him. Right. Like, so I have this encouragement where I see myself in Samson right. and thank God right. that it's by grace we are saved through yeah. faith. And also I have a very hard time giving grace to Samson yeah, because he's such a failure in mm-hmm. so many ways. He leaves this, this trail of devastation and debris yeah. with, his, um, with, with his anger and right. rage issue that that this vengeance thing mm-hmm. um, with his lust that is just out of control, yeah, just unbridled. unbridled with his disregard for, for his parents. Well, self-control, yeah. right? You, again, you go back to the, the Titus to young men and older men and uh, women also in Titus, mm-hmm. but self-control, right? That fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit of self-control that, that Paul says, that's supposed to mark your life. If there's one fruit of the spirit, yeah. right? again, in Titus, self-control. And Samson is like, yeah, the anti-type to that, whether it's lust, anger, even a name for himself, those kind of right. unbridled lack of self-control. Yeah. He's given so much. He just wants to, if you could just rein that in with that fruit of self-control. Well, my, but, my thing is too, and I, I think about this because I gave like the epilogue mm. of his life. My reflections on it is, well, number one, I mean, if Samson was alive today, he would not be qualified to be an elder in the church. Right. So if I'm like Samson, mm-hmm. then I should not be a pastor. Right. I have no business leading in the church. So there's that right. side of it. There's a reality to first Timothy three mm-hmm. and, and the qualifications there to lead in the church, but also um, with the life of, of, of Samson, I think it, it's a cautionary tale to, build the statement was build down before you build up, man, make sure that the foundation of your life, your Mm. character and the person that you are is able to hold the weight of God's blessing on your life. Cause sometimes it crushes people. Absolutely. You know, and cause it starts off emphasizing God's blessing, God's spirit and anointing was on him. So how can you have such a, a, a fall, um, with wow. that. And I think that we see that all the time, incredibly the time. gifted people that, that we're quick to hand them a microphone because uh, they, they're fun to listen to, right? They're compelling people. They're dynamic. And I think and that, probably spiritually charismatic, spiritually gifted, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like, so it's not that we're seeing only, um, fleshliness in them. It really might yeah. be the hand of yeah. God. It's just yeah. that we prematurely yeah. 
push them right forward. Because Paul warns about that. Don't totally. be careful not to throw someone, you know, into these positions. But but it does. So all of this um, is is kind of for me processing. And and even as we've gone through James, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at how, you know, how am I learning and growing? What am I examining mm-hmm. about my own heart mm-hmm. when I see Samson and and I can see myself in him? What are those areas mm-hmm. of wow. maybe lack of self control or or whatever those those issues are? So yeah. Well, I think on that man, my time in the word this morning, led by R.C. Sproul, I want to give credit to R.C. Sproul's guidance for me, was how Jesus singularly can see who we truly are. In other words, if you just went on a quest to say, oh, who am I truly? You'll never get there. You can't analyze your own soul. It takes the word of God. It takes Jesus. And so the two examples that that R.C. Sproul led me to were uh, Nathaniel in John one, and then the woman at the well in John four, both of those, Jesus was able to draw out who they truly were and Im- allow them to emerge into the kind of image bearers that they would truly mm. become, you know? And, uh, and so that caused me to just pray, God, will you continue to do that in me? Like mm. peer through and see the me that is truly me mm. do whatever you need to do so that in James language, so when I look in the mirror, I see with God's perspective what's really true, mm. and then do something mm. about that. You know, like so, don't just, don't just leave as if, as if God hasn't done that introspective work. And I, there's a freedom in that saying, God, I want to live uh, open and laid bare before the eyes mm. of Him to whom I must give an account. I want that. I'm inviting that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Jesus, use your gaze to to Mm. see what's true i'm still thinking about what you just said is so there's no way to understand yourself without the reference point of god to help you because we we just lie to ourselves right we can't and we we believe our own voice way too well you know it takes Mm. the voice of god it takes it takes jesus it takes the word of god supernaturally right to to show me what's true. Right? Well, is it, is it like trying to figure out what you look like without a mirror? Yeah, exactly. You exactly. just, you just decide in your head what you look like as opposed to having the mirror yep. tell you, I mean, yep. is it, it's, and it's the same with going to a medical doctor. I can all day long armchair quarterback, whatever symptoms I have and decide, Oh, there's doctors that actually can go and use x-ray and use blood, yeah, right, whatever. Right. And they can actually more pinpoint right. what's going on. I'm just saying yeah. like, yeah. The only way for me, mm-hmm. I might even see some symptoms or whatever, right. but God's word has that beautiful way mm. of carving down, you know, and separating if you could between even soul and spirit, like he can get yeah. through and discover what's really mm. there, expose yep. it. Yep. And then, oh, sweet. Now I've got the freedom to change. And in fact, this friend of mine that I talked about that I was talking to yesterday, I even texted him this morning and said, Hey, I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to be kind of uncomfortable. Can you just think about what wrong you see in me? And Mm. (laughs) because I just realized also that other people, as they're guided by the scriptures can sometimes see, that's a scary invitation, but yeah, I want to be what God wants me to be, not what I want me to be, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, yeah, it was fun catching up today and uh hopefully we'll be back 
Um, we had a couple weeks off, just mm-hmm. different uh, things going on um, from this past couple weeks, but uh, hopefully we'll be back over the summer um, every week to, to check in, see mm-hmm. what's been going on. So hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time.